Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul the Apostle was talking to the Corinthian church. And he reminded them, he was reminding them of what the Lord Jesus Christ commanded the very last time he was about, you know, before he went to the cross. Bible makes us to understand that Paul the Apostle was telling them in second, in 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11, reading from verse number 23, the Bible tells us there. For I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you. That which I also delivered to you. That's, that uh, the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had broken, when he had given thanks, broke it and, and, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now why is this important? Why is this verse of scripture important? It is important because last week we celebrated Easter. We celebrated the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for many in the church, this is about the only time they remember, and you know, they consciously remember, the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Okay? For many, this is the only time that they think about what Jesus has done. For many, this is about the only time they even remember there was something that happened on Calvary. But one thing you understand from the verse of the scripture we read, the death of the Lord Jesus Christ in the early church was not something that was done only once a year. The remembrance of the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not something they do once a year. It's not something that happens only when, you know, it's not something that happened only when they have, uh, you know, when they, when they are celebrating Easter. It is something that happens every time they come together. And that is what we see. That is what we see from the verse of the scripture that we read in the book of 1 Corinthians. And that is why here at Lifelong Anointing Church, every last Sunday of the month, we take time to consciously remember what Jesus has done for us. And the reason we do is not just because we want to have, you know, we don't have anything better to do to fill that particular time, but it's because we understand what it means to be able to partake in the death and, the, you know, to be able to partake in the body of Christ and to celebrate what he has done for us. Now, many of you know that right now it's over 2,000 years that Jesus Christ has raised, that he was raised from the dead. Yet the subject of his resurrection is something that has continued to generate a lot of conversation, that has generated a lot of interesting debates. And people every year, towards the time of Easter, they always come up with a new evidence. They found this bone, they found this kid, they found something. They always try to, you know, they always, it's always something that is always generating excitement. Now, this morning, my goal is not to debate whether Jesus Christ rose up or not. I know he rose, you know, and I'm not trying to convince anybody otherwise. The point I'm saying this morning, the goal this morning, is to examine the effect of that resurrection on your life, on my life. Okay? What is the effect of the resurrection of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ on the life of those of us who claim that we are his people? What is that effect? My goal is to look at the impact of the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, of, that, is, that the impact is supposed to have upon our life. When somebody rose up from the dead, 
and that particular resurrection did something, what kind of impact? How are you supposed to live in light of that particular information? In other words, does the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ have any impact in the life of a Christian? In the life of a Christian? Does the resurrection make any difference in the way we live our life, in the way we conduct our business, in the way we in the way we interact with one another? Does the resurrection change the way we live? Does it impact the way we do business? Does it impact what we do at the place of work? Does it change the way we see people or see our fellow man? Does, the, does it have an impact in the way we conduct our lives on a daily basis? That is the question we're trying to look at this morning. Now, before you answer that question, you must first understand the meaning and the purpose of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ for you to understand how it impacts your life. Okay? So for those of us who call ourselves Christian, the followers of our Lord Jesus Christ, the question this morning is, what is the resurrection of Christ to you? What does it mean to you? What does the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the grave, what does it say to you? What does it do to you? What impact does it have in your life? Because unless you understand it, okay, unless you understand it, you will find out that you will not, you know, you will not be able to change the way you live based on the revelation of the, you know, based on the understanding, uh, based on the, uh, the, the, the bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You will not be able to change it if you don't understand what it means. So the word resurrection, when we say what is resurrection? Resurrection means bringing back to life. Okay? That something died and then came back to life. It means bringing something back to use or bringing something back into essence. If for some reason here in this city today, we hear of a man that died, and everybody was able to attest to the fact that the man died. Okay? Day one, we, he was dead. Day two, he was still dead. Day three, he was still dead. And then the, at the end of day number three, that person woke up from General, you know, from Vanderbilt or from uh, Centennial. And that person stood up and started walking up and down. I can bet you that every news organization on the face of this earth will be there that day to cover it. And if that man tells you that from this day onward, you should go to Antioch and give money to Lifelong Anointing Church because that's the only way you can find salvation. We are going to see a pile of money standing out here. Why? Because they saw a man died and he came back to life. And whatever the man says makes a difference because they take it seriously. Okay? So maybe there's somebody in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Centennial right now who's going to wake up and give that instruction. We never know. We'll be able to buy a new building. But the point I'm making is that when somebody dies and comes back to life, Whatever that person says, whatever that person does, you will find out that people take that thing seriously. So the resurrection means bringing back to life or bringing something back into usefulness or into existence. Now, when Christians talk about resurrection, we are talking about the bodily resurrection of those who have gone to rest. When we refer to, when we make that, when we make that comment concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, we are talking about the coming back to life of our Lord Jesus Christ after the third day of his death. Okay? We're talking about the coming back to life of our Lord Jesus Christ after three days of his death and burial. Okay? Now, students of the Bible, many of us who are here are students of the Bible, we know that Jesus' resurrection was not the first and the only resurrection in the scriptures. You know that. Okay? There are so many people who have died and who have come back to life in the scripture. The first one you see, the Bible records in the book of First Kings chapter 17, that Elijah raised the son of, a widow, of the widow of Zarephath. If you look at the book of Second Kings chapter 4, verse 18, the Bible tells us that Elijah raised the son of a Shunammite woman. By the time you get to by the time you get to Second Kings chapter 13, the Bible told us that even the bones of Elijah that was buried, he was in a grave. And, they, and there was a man that was going, they were about to go and bury. 
They saw the they saw the the, the Philistines or the Moabites or whoever they was, was coming, and they dropped the this dead man on his grave on the grave of Elijah, and this man woke up. Okay, so the bones of Elijah resurrected the dead man. Not only that, by the time you get to the New Testament, the Bible told us that Jesus Christ himself in the book of Luke chapter 8, resurrected the city, the, the daughter of Jairus. And the most popular one was the man, a friend, of Eli- a friend of our Lord Jesus Christ, Lazarus. In John chapter 11, the Bible says that he was resurrected from the dead after Jesus Christ, you know, well, after Jesus Christ went to his grave and called him out. And not only that, by the time you get to the book of Acts of the Apostles, there was this particular woman called Tabitha, which is also Dorcas. The Bible says that she also was resurrected. Now, I went through that list to let you know that Jesus was not the only one that resurrected when he died and that the Bible captured. Jesus was not the only one. But the question is, why is it that Jesus is, you know, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, why is it the only one that people are all wound up and twisted about? Why is it that Jesus' resurrection is the only one that generates a lot of conversation? Why is it that his resurrection is the one that faces the greatest opposition? Why is this resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ such a special thing? Why is it a big deal? Let me give you some reasons. The number one reason why the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is so special is because that was the only resurrection that was prophesied. That was the only one that was prophesied. Way back in the book of Psalms, the Bible tells us in Psalm number 16, Reading from verse number 10, it says, For you will not leave my soul in shield, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. This same verse was also quoted back in the New Testament. This was the only death, this was the only death and resurrection that was prophesied in Scripture. That's why it is important. Number two, why is it important? It is important because this was the only death that you know, Jesus Christ promised His disciples what will happen after His own death. He was the only one that spoke about His own death. And talked about his own resurrection. And he promised his disciples that he was going to not just to die, but he was going to wait. He was going to get up from the grave. If you read the book of John chapter 2, reading from verse number 19, the Bible said, Jesus answered and said unto him, destroy this temple and I will raise it up in three days. The only person who told you, I am going to die and I'm going to get up. And he gave you a specific time frame so that you don't get mistake. There's no mistake about it. Okay? He was the only one that spoke about his own death and resurrection. He was the only one that knew when he was going to die and when he was going to come back to life. He was the only one who resurrected knowing that he was going to, you know, was going to come back to life. Number three, why was the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ important? It is important because of what his, his, his resurrection demonstrated. What he demonstrated. Look at the book of John, uh, Romans chapter 1. Reading from verse number 4, the Bible says, And declared to be the Son with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection of the dead. Jesus, by his resurrection, not only demonstrated that he was God. He demonstrated that he, power, that he had power over life and over death. Jesus Christ himself said, He said, My father lost me because I laid down my life and I take it up again. In other words, they did not kill me. I wanted to be killed. I wanted to die. Nobody can take my life away from me. I gave it, and when I'm ready, I took it back up again. Okay? So that was, you know, that's to tell you what the, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is important because of what it demonstrated. Number, uh, number four, why is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ important? It's important because his resurrection, because of what that resurrection promised to the believer. The promise of that particular resurrection to the believer. If you look at the book of John chapter 11, reading from verse number 25, the Bible said, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, shall live forever. If Jesus did not rise up from the grave, then the hope of you living forever is a waste of time. It's a pipe dream. The reason why we can say we live forever 
The reason why we rejoice when our pain, when somebody who is a, a believer sleeps in the Lord, the reason why we rejoice is because we know that they have not died forever, that they are going to rise up again. That is why the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is very, very important. That's why it's a big deal. Because no other resurrection in the scriptures promises eternal life to those who believe. Number five, why is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ important? It is important because of what is resurrection settled for the believer. What did he settle for us? Look at, verse, look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. In verse number 17, the Bible says, Paul the Apostle writing to the Corinthians said, If Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sin. In other words, if Jesus Christ did not rise up, all the promises he made was just nonsense. All the things he spoke about, forgiveness of your sin, is a waste of time. If Jesus did not rise up, the issue of your sin is not yet settled. But because he rose from the dead, the issue of sin in our lives have been settled. In other words, believer, you know, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ settled the issue of sin forever for the believer. Okay? Settled the issue of sin for believer forever. So, as we move on, you know, number six now, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ why, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, why is it important? It's important because of the assurance it provides for you. The assurance that it provides for you. Look at the uh, book of Romans chapter six. Romans chapter 6, reading from verse number 9. The Bible says, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no dominion over him. And because we know that you cannot kill a man that is already dead. Now he rose up again. The Bible says that because he rose up again, death has no power over him. Death has no dominion over him. And because of that, that is the kind of assurance that we have. That if we believe in him, he that rose up Jesus Christ will also modify our, you know, our mortal body. So Jesus Christ, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, gives us that assurance that, you know, that death has no power over us again. And then finally, the resurrection, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is important because His resurrection, what it accomplished for us. What did He accomplish for us? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15 again. Reading from verse number 55, the Bible says, Oh death, where is your sting? Oh hate, okay, oh, oh grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the, strength, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, His resurrection is the one that gives you victory in life and in death. Because Jesus Christ rose, you know that you have the victory over life, and you have victory in life, and you have victory in death. So you see, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is no like, is like, it's not like any other resurrection. That is why people are so wound up when they have the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is why they are happy to only talk about the baby, but they are not interested in talking about the resurrected Christ. That is why people want to make sure that they minimize the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ because of what he has accomplished. The devil just cannot stand the idea that he was defeated and he got his behind whooped so badly that he doesn't want you to remember it. And that is why the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is a big deal. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is a big deal because of the fact that Jesus had done great things for us. His death was, a stra- was very, very strategic. His resurrection was, had a specific purpose. His resurrection achieved a specific result in our life. And because all this thing, and because he had done all that thing, the question is, the question is, how are you, how am I supposed to do what? To live because of all these things. What he has accomplished for us, what he has done for us, the victory he has given to us, the assurance he has given to us. Why, you know, how are we supposed to live? 
What difference is that resurrection supposed to do in your life? What difference is it supposed to do in the way you live your life? How is the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ supposed to affect the way we live? In other words, now that Jesus is alive for is alive now and forever, are we as believers supposed to just live anyhow? Or are we supposed to live in a life that will show that yes, Jesus lives in us? Are we supposed to live anyhow or just allow, you know, or just live a life that will reflect that glory? Are we supposed to go about life or is it supposed not to make any difference in our lives? Just like that man that woke up, you know, the fictitious man that I told you woke up and said at Centennial. If after waking up and telling you what he has seen and he tells you to bring money to life longer, not you that you don't bring it. I mean, what that means is death and resurrection is a waste of time. Its effect doesn't make any difference. And that's what Jesus is saying to us. If I went to the grave, if I won the victory for you, is he not supposed to do something for you? Is it not supposed to change the way you live? Is it not supposed to change the way you act? Is it not supposed to change something about you? But I contend that because of the uniqueness of our Lord Jesus Christ, those of us who follow him, those of us who give our lives to him, our lives should be able to reflect number one. Our lives should reflect the purpose of that resurrection. The victory that he won for us. Our lives are supposed to show that yes, he has given us the victory that we have seen. Our lives are supposed to reflect the evidence. Christ has given us the victory. Anybody who comes in contact with you should be able to see that, yes, Jesus lives in you. Anybody who comes in contact with our church should be able to say, yes, Jesus lives in the lives of these people. But if they cannot see, then there is a problem. If Jesus rising up from the dead does not make any difference in your life, there is a problem. And that is where the problem is for most, most believers. There is always that gap between what they say and what they do. In the life of most Christians, there is a gap between the practice of their faith and the profession of their faith. Many of us will say, yes, we believe in God, we believe in God. But the way we live does not show that we believe in God. The way we live does not show that the resurrection power of the Almighty God is working inside of us. The way we live our life does not show that, yes, we truly believe that God has done something when he rose up Jesus from the dead. Many don't know why Jesus even died. And because they don't know why, that's why they live a life of inconsistency. Many of us, sometimes you find that you are on top of the you are on top of the world today, and tomorrow you have been in. You pray very hard this particular day, and then the next day you are finding it very difficult to even wake up to say the Lord's Prayer. You find out that there is inconsistency. And the reason is because many of us don't even understand what Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. Now, if you don't understand the purpose of the resurrection, how can you live a life that will reflect it? If you don't understand why certain things were done for you, how are you going to enjoy its benefits? I always say that if you don't know the use of Tylenol, you will abuse it. Eh? If you don't know the use of a particular computer, you will abuse it. What you don't know the use or the purpose of, you will always abuse. And that is what happens in the church of God. Many do not even know why Jesus died for them. Many do not know the reason for his resurrection. And because we don't know, it's very difficult for us to live in the light of that particular resurrection. If we don't understand the purpose of Christ's resurrection, how can we live in the reality of that resurrection? How can you? It will be extremely difficult to be able to do that. Okay? Now, this lack of understanding is in the very heart of the inconsistent lifestyle of of, of believers. Okay? And if we don't understand that purpose, we will not be able to live a victorious Christian life. You will not be able to live a victorious prayer life. You will not be able to live a victorious holy life of holiness if you don't understand what Christ has done for you. If you don't understand it. And to correct that inconsistency, 
in the life of a believer, to live in the reality of that particular resurrection, we must understand what that resurrection means to us. Okay? You must understand what it means. And you must live in light of that particular, uh, that particular, uh, the, the reality of that resurrection. So the question is, what is the purpose of the, of the resurrection of Christ in the life of a believer? What is the purpose of Christ's resurrection in my life, in your life, in my family, and in the church? What is the purpose? Okay? Number one, the purpose of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is to demonstrate the power of God in your life, in my life. Okay? To believe in the resurrection is to believe in there is a God. And if that God exists, He created the universe and He has the power over it, and He can raise the dead if He chooses to, and He can decide not to raise it. The resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, the reason is to demonstrate the power of the Almighty God over His creation. Which means, in your life, if the power of resurrection is operating in your life, you will find out that certain things that are dead, certain things that are asleep, will be alive. You can speak that power. You can say, Lord, let the power of resurrection begin to operate in this particular body. When you understand what, why, Jesus Christ rose up from the dead. So the first reason, the first reason, the first purpose of resurrection is to demonstrate the power of the Almighty God. Number two is to validate the claim of our Lord Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ was walking up and down, if you read from John chapter 2, he said, so the Jew answered and said unto him, what sign do you show us since you do this thing? Jesus said, uh, Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. In other words, he made a claim that he was the son of God. He was able to forgive people who, are, you know, who, who committed sin. He was able to heal the dead. And people were asking him, how do you do all this thing? Who gave you the authority? He said, you will know the authority. I will give you a sign to tell you who I am, to tell you that I have the authority. You destroy this body and in three days it's going to get up. In other words, I can validate the claim of what I'm saying. It's just like if I tell you this, if I give you a particular instruction, and I tell you that it was because it was given to us by the government, or it's because we are trying to obey the county law, you will ask me, where is it written in the law? Where is the document that says that you must do X, Y, and Z? If you produce that document, you mean that you are validating the claims. You are telling people that I'm doing this because of this particular thing. Jesus' resurrection was a, was a validation of the claims that he had made in the past. He told them, I am the son of God. And to prove it to you, I will die and I will raise and I will be up in three days. And he did it. So that is the reason, one of the, that is the number second, that's the number two reason for the resurrection. Number three reason is the purpose of the resurrection is to provide assurance for your salvation. You are following somebody. You are walking with somebody. And the man is telling you that I am God. He's telling you that I can heal. I can deliver. You see him heal and deliver. How are you sure that he is the son of God? He said, the only way you can know that I'm the son of God is that I am going to die and I'm going to get up. And that's exactly what he did. And when you now see a man who told you, I am the son of God, I'm going to die, I'm going to rise up. When he rises up, what happened? He gives assurance to your faith. It tells you that yes, he meant what he did, that whatever he said to you was true. He's kind of giving you an assurance that yes, everything I told you is true. And that's why the Bible says that all the promises of God, they are yea and they are amen in Christ Jesus. Because why? Because he rose again from the dead. Number four, the purpose of his resurrection is to win a decisive victory over sin and over death that has kept the people of God captive. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. If you start reading from verse number 5, 55, the Bible says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your, where is your victory? 
The sting of death is sin. The strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gave us victory through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus won the victory, you and I don't have to fight anymore. Because he won the victory, you and I don't have to struggle with the same things anymore. All you have to do is to accept what he has done on your behalf. So number four, or number five, the purpose of his resurrection is to give you hope of eternity. The Bible says, if only in this world you have hope. They say that you are the most miserable set of people in this world. Why? Because you did not chop life, you did not go to the parties, you did not do all the things you were supposed to do. You did not steal the money when you had the opportunity. You didn't do all these things because you believed Jesus was going to take you away. And now you die. Jesus did not take you anywhere. You are a sorry person. <laughs> Very sorry person. I used to say something that if, you know, if Jesus did not rise up from the dead and you turn your cheek for the other person, that was a very bad idea. You know, it's a bad idea for you to turn the other cheek if Jesus Christ did not turn, did not raise up from the dead because you just turned your cheek in vain. But if Jesus rose up from the dead, and he asks you to turn your cheek, and then the other person slapped it again. Then you know you are going to get a reward. The point we are making is that the purpose of the resurrection is to give you hope of eternal life. Because without that hope, what are we doing here? We are wasting our time. Without the hope that when we close our eyes in death, we are going to see him in glory, why are you wasting your time here? You can sit down at home this morning and just have fun. You can do whatever you are doing. You can live like, like the rest of the world who does not know Christ. You can live anyhow. But because we have a hope of eternal life, through the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is what, that is why he rose up. To give you that particular hope. To let you know that yes, there is something about this particular thing called salvation that is different from every other claim of the world. It is the understanding of all these reasons that helps a man to live in the reality of that, of that resurrection. It is when you understand what he has done, the hope that he has given to you, the victory that he has won for you, the things that the assurance that he gives you, when you understand all those things, it makes it a lot easier for you to walk with him. That's why Paul the Apostle said to the Corinthian church, he said, if Christ is not raised from the dead, your faith is in vain. Our faith will not be in vain in the name of Jesus. Your belief and your trust in the Almighty God will not be in vain. But if Jesus Christ did not wake up, it's a waste of time. It was all a waste of time. But we know that it is not a waste of time in Jesus' name. So when you see, so when you know the reasons for the resurrection, the question that comes to mind is, how then do you live your life? If the reason is to give you the hope of eternal life, if the reason is to give you assurance of salvation, if the reason is to give you victory over death, to give you victory over sin, how are you supposed to live your life? How then do you live in the light of resurrection? Look at Luke chapter 24. Luke 24. You will see from that verse of the scripture, from that passage that we read, the Bible tells us of two, of two disciples who were walking, who were walking, you know, traveling to Emmaus. And the Bible says that they were so disappointed that Jesus Christ had been crucified. These guys could not even believe that the person that they had traveled with, the person that they had eaten with, the person that they have seen the miracles happen, that that particular person was killed by the leaders of the religious group. And after, after resurrection, these people did not, these two guys did not even know they were living a defeated life. I'm sure as they were walking, this was the way they were walking to Emmaus. I mean, I can't believe this guy died. I can't believe this guy. That was the way they were doing. And now Jesus Christ met them. And when he met them, there was a lot of conversation that took place. And the interesting thing is that as they were walking with him, they did not even recognize that he was already saved, that he was the risen Savior. 
They did not even see him. He had a conversation with them, but they didn't see him. And that is exactly what's happened in the life of everybody. Some believers today. They are in the church of the living God. They have seen the word of God. They have seen the resurrected Christ. They have seen the signs of his resurrection. And yet, they are still walking about life. I don't know what happened. I don't know how Jesus didn't happen. I don't know why my prayers are not answered. I don't know why the devil is still doing a number on me. You know, that's where this was exactly what was happening to the Peter disciples as they were walking on their way to Emmaus. And the question that opens it, the question that comes to mind is that how do you live when Jesus Christ is alive? How do you live when you have encountered the Lord Jesus Christ? How does it change your attitude? How does it change the way you see things? How does it change the way you relate? How does it change the way you see God? How does it change the way you see life? How do we live in the light of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ? How do you do it? The first way you do it, number one, is to recognize His presence. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.